0: Welcome to Podcast Ed, the podcast of reimaginedonline.org, sparking the evolution of education choice. On this episode, senior writer Lisa Bowie talks with Emily Hayes, a mother whose three young children have benefited from the flexibility allowed by the Family Empowerment Scholarship for Students with Unique Abilities. Hello. Today I have with me Emily Hayes. She's a mother of five, including three kids on the Family Empowerment for Students with Unique Abilities Scholarships. Welcome to the program, Emily.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Emily, tell me about each of your three kids who are on these
1: scholarships.
0: Names, ages, strengths, interests, and then after that, you know, what types of schools do they attend?
1: Yeah, I have three kids that are on the the scholarship, which we're so, so grateful for. My eldest daughter, her name is Hope, and she's nine years old, and she um, is autistic, and she also has dysgraphia. And her strengths, and interests. She is just a remarkable child. She has a brilliant mind. She's also gifted and she's particularly is gifted with like verbal, with words. I can remember even as young as three years old, her listening to me. I, I would go to a prayer group and we would recite, you know, and pray this one certain psalm, and I turn around and she can say the whole thing. And, you know, I, I didn't realize at the time that that wasn't normal, that most kids couldn't do that. She was the first child that I had given birth to. And I have two older children that, that are my stepchildren. But I was just, you know, I didn't realize that that was not typical until other moms started to tell me. But she's always really been gifted verbally like that with a wonderful memory. And she enjoys doing voice lessons. And she's been learning piano. And she also really loves ballet. And then my next child that's on the scholarship, his name is Caleb. And he is six years old. He's with autism and, and he has a rare chromosome disorder and he also um, is a survivor of another rare disease Kawasaki's disease and he um, has a speech delay and just recently he was diagnosed with dyslexia so he's got he's got a lot going on he's definitely my miracle kiddo I and mean, he's actually the one that sort of really got this party started as far as diagnoses and learning about the scholarship learning about early steps and Different things to help. So he's definitely the one where we really started to learn about this. And his sister was actually then diagnosed after him. And let's see. Then my my youngest kiddo, her name is Mercy, and she is four, and she is diagnosed with a Chiari malformation type one, which is an issue where her brain is herniated into her spinal area. Hers is herniated seven millimeters, and it causes pressure where the cerebellum is, and it can cause issues with neuropathy and with really bad headaches and in her case, also really, really hyperactive sensory type issues. Because of that, she's also diagnosed with ADHD and she is just a little firecracker. She is just, If joy was a, you know, like a superpower, that's what she would have. She's just absolutely full of joy and, you know, she's really full of life. Definitely always moving, jumping, smiling, bouncing. Some of the things that she's interested in right now are My Little Ponies. (laughs) We haven't done too much. She's still pretty young. Oh, I forgot to say my son's special interest. He is remarkable with roller coasters. Being on the autism spectrum, oftentimes they have very unique special interests and his is roller coasters. He can tell you all about the roller coasters all around the world. He watches them and now he's starting to build them. He uses computer programs and he's learning. I mean, I it's amazing what he's able to do. So that is definitely definitely his thing. And, you know, they're all just absolutely amazing. And each one of them is so unique and so different. And we're just really blessed that we've had this opportunity to be able to give them the educational opportunities that each one of them needs because they are different. This coming year, they're actually all going to be at the same school. So we're really, really excited about that. We've done different therapies, different schooling options in the past. This year, they're all going to be attending Sunlight Christian Academy. It's a small private faith-based school in our area. And they're just very, very supportive of children with additional needs. And it's a very family type environment. And they've really come alongside of us to help assist with academic support plans for the kids. And we're really excited.
0: Well, that sounds great. For the benefit of our audience who may not know what this is, can you explain just briefly what dysgraphia is and also the uh, syndrome that your son has?
1: Yes. Dysgraphia is a learning disability, which is related to writing. A lot of people have heard of dyslexia, which my son has, which is a disability related to reading, where the letters can often be mixed up in their brains or look backwards or kind of move around on the page. And it makes learning to read and reading comprehension really tricky so that's the one my son has but my daughter who is a phenomenal reader struggles with the writing aspect of it if you ask her something verbally she can go on and on and on and give you this beautiful answer but when she tries to write it it's very difficult for her her grip even though we've had years and years of ot is still very forced and tight you know she kind of has that like pterodactyl grip and her spelling even though she's very bright her spelling is just very mixed up and, you know, she really struggles with that. And um, also the spacing on the paper, she struggles with writing the words, spacing the words, keeping them on the line. But, you know, each year she's coming a long way. She's getting better and better. And we also have some accommodations in place at her school, which allows her to type or to answer orally or even do talk to text if she needs to, which has been really awesome. We're so impressed with the school and how willing they are to meet her where she's at.
0: You mentioned that your Got the scholarship parting started. Um, yes, can you tell did. me how you learned about the scholarship and, and yeah. how long you all have been on the scholarship?
1: Yeah, we learned about the scholarship. It was about. This will be our four, like we're coming into our fourth year of using it. So it was probably about three and a half years ago, four years ago. We were at the Florida Elks family camp, which is just an absolutely amazing thing. If anyone ever has the opportunity to attend, our children through my son. He was with Early Steps from the time he was 15 months old Or he had um, speech issues, but also feeding and swallowing and a lot of things going on. So he was with Early Steps and we were referred to an amazing provider named Joanne Murphy. And she actually was doing speech and feeding with him, but also told us about the Florida Elks. And they come into your home and they do occupational therapy and they are just an amazing, amazing organization. So we, all three of my children have actually been helped by the Florida Alex and for different reasons, but Caleb was the first. And one of the amazing therapists, occupational therapists from the ALCS was Christina Nathan. And she came in and helped and she shared with us an opportunity as she was coming into the home, giving him OT that they, the ALCS do this thing called a family camp where it's all free and families of children with additional needs can come and have like a camp experience and you know it almost brought me to tears because we had never had anything like normal like that or you know it was just too hard and here they they come alongside of you and it's there's therapists there people to help and it's just all set up for these kids to be able to have a camping experience where they get to do like a little zipline thing and swimming and there's so many people there to help and you know it was just amazing so while we were there at the family camp i met another mom a really amazing mama of multiple kids. And I was sharing, we connected and I'm sharing a little bit about Caleb and his struggles. And she turned to me and she's like, well, why don't you get the gardener scholarship? And I'm like, the what? The who? You know, I had never heard of it. And that's what it used to be called. It was formerly known as the gardener. And now it's called the family empowerment for unique abilities, but I had never heard of it. So she described a little bit about what it was to me. I mean, and my jaw dropped. I was like, surely this has to be too good to be true. Like it was literally, everything that I had been praying for, everything I had been hoping and looking for. I didn't know that such a thing even existed. So I was just beyond thrilled. And she shared a little bit about how to go about applying and what we would need. And the minute we were home from camp, that's thats what I did. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how we got on the scholarship. And it was through my son's journey and diagnosis that as we were around different therapists, one of them had kind of been watching my daughter and asked me, you know, have you ever had her evaluated? And I said, you know, no, you know, we haven't. But in my heart, I had always felt there was something more going on. Even from the time she was about two years old, I reached out to her pediatrician and said, do you think she could be autistic? And at the time he was like, "Mm, I don't think so, you know, even though she had a lot of the markers she was so smart and so verbal and being a girl i think they just kind of wrote her off which is very easy to do girls are very underdiagnosed on the autism spectrum especially the ones that are very verbal like my daughter so it kind of just got put to the side and Caleb's issues being very in your face you know it was just something we didn't we didn't see but when you know another provider kind of saw what i was seeing we did get her evaluated and she was Also diagnosed on the autism spectrum and it is a spectrum because it does present so differently for different kids both my daughter and son are autistic but they present in very different ways and I think that's fascinating and you know I love that the spectrum does you know give room for that so that's kind of kind of how we're here and we've been on the scholarship my older son and daughter have been this will be our fourth year and then the little one this will be her third year on the scholarship.
0: And did any of them start out at district schools or charter
1: schools, different schools from where you uh, were able to put them with the scholarship? No, we none of them had ever done district schools or or public school. We initially were a homeschooling family, mainly because not so much that I felt that I guess I was very good at it. I mean, I, you know, but because I didn't think that being in a district school environment was the right fit for them. And before I learned about the scholarship, we didn't have the money or the funds to be able to do private school with our kids. So I was very limited. You know, we're a we're a one income family my husband is law enforcement. And after some of the needs of our children presented themselves, I stepped down from my job. I I was a waitress for many years. So I stepped down after our, our last child was born. And we also realized she had additional needs. So I stepped down to be able to take them to therapies and appointments and care for them. And so we're on on one income and private school just was not in our budget. It was not something we could do. And my mama gut didn't feel that they would thrive in a public school environment. There was a lot of anxieties, a lot of fears. My son would elope from time to time and I just was too nervous to go that route and I thought they would need something smaller or something more so we decided to homeschool until the scholarship came through and then we were able to choose different things you know therapies and schooling options that have just been amazing so
0: how have you been able to use the your funds the scholarship besides mm-hmm. the private school tuition have you been able to yeah. use them for any therapies any specialized yeah.
1: programs I mean, yeah, I think a better question would be, how have I not been able to use them? I mean, it's been amazing. We've been able to use the funds for so many different things. And year by year, it's different. Their needs change as they get older, things change. And as they're going through therapies, things change too of, of what they need. You know, they may need a little bit more of this one and a little bit less of this or what i love about the scholarship is the trust that it gives the parent because i truly believe that god has chosen each parent for each child and that you have that bond with your child and that you know what they need and i love that trust that the scholarship gives that that allows you to be able to choose year to year what that looks like for your child and it's been such a blessing early on we did a lot of therapy we were blessed to be able through the scholarship to send them to um, a therapeutic environment. And it was called Whole Child Therapies and it's here in Stewart. And they have a little like group speech therapy program on site. So you still homeschool your children, but they're able to have not only their occupational therapy, which is there and their speech therapy, which is also there in one place, which is super nice. You don't have to drive all over the place, but they also have a little group speech therapy there where the kids interact and they learn play and social and It was a wonderful environment for them to really be able to start learning those skills and thriving. And I was still homeschooling them for their education. And that worked really well for us when they were a bit younger. And we wouldn't have been able to do any of that if it wasn't for the scholarship. What it would have cost us, there was no way. So and it was it was perfect for them. It was exactly what they needed at that time. And the other thing that has really just been amazing, my son, it became apparent as he you know, he, he's coming into first grade this year. So last year, when he's in kindergarten, when a lot of kids are you really learning their letters, early reading, and Caleb's, you know, he's a smart kid, and the letters were just not happening for him. And I didn't know exactly what that meant. W- with his chromosome disorder, one of the things that the geneticist told us to look out for and expect, it's very rare, but they said they see a lot of like learning disabilities, educational issues. So I didn't, you know, I needed to know what I guess his capabilities were before we went any further. And he had never been like educationally like tested like his IQ or anything. And so through the scholarship, we were able to set up like an evaluation with a neuropsychologist and it was expensive, but they worked, they were a provider. Are you know they accepted the scholarship and they were able to do a full evaluation on him, which was so important because with him he's super complex. He's got so many different things at play, you know, between every all of his different diagnoses. That I really needed to know what we were dealing with because I didn't want to keep pushing him in school if he genuinely wasn't capable. That would be cruel. So I needed to know what what was happening with him, and I would have never been able to have. Have that opportunity and to do that without the scholarship. That was not something insurance only covered a small portion and the out of pocket would have been something that we could have never afforded. So through that, the scholarship covering that, we were able to find out that Caleb has dyslexia and we were able to find out a lot more information about how he learns, how he thinks, how he processes. And also they confirmed his autism and in different things, but it was such a blessing because rather than us just waiting and struggling and hoping and or trying to figure this out on our own, we now have a blueprint. We now know why he's struggling with his letters. And because of that, we were able to get him early intervention right away. This summer, we've done a a summer intensive of an Orton Gillingham program to help with his dyslexia. And we met a wonderful tutor named Angela Warren, and she's helped him and really has just come alongside of us. She, early in the summer, he still didn't even have all of his letters and sounds. And here we are now at the end of summer about to start school and he's reading, like legitimately reading, early reading. And you know, he's, it's, it's hard, but he is reading. So the fact that we were able to give him that tutoring this summer and know to do that was only possible because we had the scholarship funds to be able to get him this help that he needs. So now my boy can walk into first grade and he can read instead of, I mean, just sending him in and hoping for the best because we didn't have the money to do anything about it. I just can't express enough the gratitude that we have. If I mean I I literally, it brings me to tears just the gratitude for what the scholarship has done for our kids, what it's done for our family, the stress that it's taken off of me and my husband. I used to to cry almost every day because having not just one kid in the house with additional needs, but having three, and they're so different, three different sets of needs. It was overwhelming, overwhelming on the best day it was heartbreaking on the worst. And, you know, I would just sit there and worry and wonder, and how are we going to do this? And how are we going to afford this? And how how can I do all of this by myself? And when we learned about the scholarship and learned that help was available, it just felt like this beautiful light at the end of the tunnel. Like somebody cared, someone was going to come alongside of me. Like I wasn't alone anymore. Like there was this light, this hope, and that it was going to be okay. And just, I'm just grateful. So.
0: Well, that is very touching. I mean, I find a tissue myself. You know. It is. It's um, it's, so, it's, it's
1: so such an important part of our family. So many people have prayed for us to have this because they were waitlisted early on. And I'm just so grateful. So I just can't express that enough. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that is great. And especially that he's able to read. I mean, yeah. That is just amazing. It's so so amazing. what... You know, you mentioned you you would cry almost every day. I can't imagine what would your lives be like right now if you didn't have these scholarships?
1: Oh, I mean, I think about that. Sometimes I really do because we're, we're still in the same situation. You know, my husband is law enforcement. I mean, and we're very blessed. He's, he has a wonderful job at a wonderful agency. You know, we're very grateful, but it's still only one job and we're still, you know, I mean, everyone knows gas prices, food prices, it's tough. And I think about if we did not have the scholarship for, for these kids, of what I would do, and and my choices would be to homeschool like on my own without the interventions and help and therapies and people coming alongside of me. And yeah, maybe I could get him in a co-op or this or that, but it still falls so much on you. And for some people, you know, I, I think that can work really well. I think some people are gifted in that area of teaching, and I think some people really enjoy that. It wasn't um, a strong suit of mine. I love to help my kids. (laughs) I didn't, you know, I found teaching them myself to be really overwhelming. So, you know, I, I think that if the scholarship didn't exist or wasn't available, I think I would probably still be trying to do that. And I really think we would all be suffering because that year we were trying as we were on the wait list, the dynamic in the home You know, it was just very chaotic. And there were so many therapy needs that weren't being met. So there were meltdowns and there was aggression. And when you're trying to teach with kids that are not regulated, kids that their bodies are not ready to learn, you know, and their minds are still in their downstairs brain. You know, they're still in a place of fear. They're not regulated. And you're trying to teach them something. It's just, it's not going to go well. And for us, it didn't go well, you know, and and there was a lot of crying and fighting, you know, I mean, I know I've heard some people have a great experience with it, but for us and the needs that we had, it was very difficult. And, you know, we would probably still be in that place and still trying to plug along and, or we potentially would have tried a public school. And I'm not sure how that would have worked for us with the anxieties and the needs that our kids had. I'm not sure if that would have been a good fit. So I'm, just grateful that I don't have to wonder and that we didn't have to keep plugging along doing something that clearly wasn't working because we didn't have any other options. When I'll never forget the day that I got the email because I applied for Hope and Caleb at the same time, that they were approved. I mean, I literally fell on my knees you know, I thank God. And I was just, I had tears in my eyes and I just called my mom, called my husband. I was like, I'm like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, we have help. And, and, you know, it was just, I'll never forget that feeling. It was one of the, one of the best days of our lives, just knowing that you're not alone and knowing that all those things that deep down as a mom, because you know, your kids, you know, that you know that they need, you're finally able to do for them and to give to them. So it's just, it's amazing.
0: Obviously now is not your first rodeo. You're pro. So so what advice would you give to other parents who are just now finding themselves in, in a similar situation?
1: First, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it advice, but I mean I would I would just wanna just listen to them because each one of us has a story and in, that, in those stories, there's a lot of pain because this journey, it is not for the faint of heart. Being special needs parents and going through this, there are so many ups and so many downs and so many things, day-to-day things that seem simple to some people but are huge to us. And I just, I would want to listen. To them, and I would want to hear their joys, their sorrows, their pains, and just let them know that they're not alone because this journey can be isolating. You can feel like you're alone, you can feel just overwhelmed and just to let them know that they're not alone that i understand and that that um not to give up because sometimes we all feel like it we all feel like giving up we all feel like we can't do this we're not equipped for this but just you know not to give up and to really celebrate the victories every little thing we celebrate in our house all of it i mean nothing is too small a first bite of food a new food i mean i remember when caleb finally ate a fruit or a vegetable we were like Woo-hoo! so celebrate all of the victories nothing is too small to go get ice cream over or to celebrate and just find your tribe find your tribe to share the defeats the hard days the pain, find your tribe. I've found people in Facebook groups, support groups, church at different meetings in town for parents with additional needs. Also another great resource in Florida is um, FAU card. They've been amazing. It's a free resource where they connect you with different groups in your area to learn more about autism or to get early intervention or support groups for parents. And I just recently did one of their courses and it's all free, you know, about behavior basics course where they helped us as parents really work on certain behaviors that your child may be struggling with. And it was online. I didn't even have to leave the house. I got to meet some other amazing families and we connected and I got to connect with these amazing therapists and and it was all free. So there are resources out there. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but don't stop. Keep looking find your people, find your tribe. And also all of those worries that play out in our heads, because they do. Every night I go to bed that my my head starts going, you know, what could I have done differently? I lost my temper here or what should I have done? Or maybe I should, you know, those worries of, are they ever going to talk? Are they ever going to eat? Are they ever going to read? Are they, you know, all of those things that just run through our head, just take those worries and turn them into a prayer or a meditation or whatever it is that you do, get them out of your head and turn them into something else, a prayer, Uh, write them down or whatever and let them go because running in our head over and over again, it's just not healthy for us. As caregivers of children with with additional needs, we also have to remember to take care of ourselves too, because it's hard and it's exhausting too. So just remember that there, there is help and don't forget to take care of you and trust your gut too. If a provider doesn't hear you or isn't seeing what you're seeing, but deep down your gut is still seeing something's wrong, go to a different provider. Keep trying because God's given us that mama gut instinct for a reason and just keep, um, you know, keep listening until someone listens to you. So that's what I would say. <laughs> Well, thank you so much.
0: That is great
1: advice.
0: And you've given us a lot to think about here. And I just hope that other parents can be inspired by your story. Thank you so much today for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you guys asking and taking the time to to listen and, and to ask these questions. And I hope that, that it helps somebody else. Thank you for being on our program today. Thank you so much.